Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1. For this, our review of the Mexican Grand Prix, a race that yesterday after the uh, qualifying session, a race that I said promised to be very exciting. And as I sit here right now, can I say it was exciting? Yes and no. There were moments which were very exciting that we'll get into, but I do feel it was once again one of those races very similar to last weekend where... It took a while to get into it. There were big moments of not much happening. Even like in those moments of not much happening, there were overtakes, but they were overtakes that you kind of knew that were going to happen. But then as we got towards the end, then the excitement came up. And also there was some excitement in the middle as well. Overall, decent race. Let's get into all of it right now. Firstly, like and subscribe. That is the rules. And there is a lot to go through before the race even starts. Starting with <clears throat> Lance Stroll, who for the second weekend in a row will, is starting this race from the pit lane. And very much, I think, at this point, Aston have just given up. They've fully just given up. I don't think they even understand their car anymore. They brought in these new upgrades. They haven't got a clue what's going on. The car is dreadful. And I think they're just using these races now as bona fide test sessions for them because, yeah, I mean, Lance uh, did quite well in qualifying. If I, well, he was out in Q1, but I mean, he's always out in Q1. He wasn't last. And uh, yeah, they just went, right, okay, we're going to change everything and start from the pit lane again. Logan Sargent received a 10 place grid penalty for overtaking Yuki Snowder uh, whilst the yellow flags were out in uh, Q1. This pushed Logan from P20 to P20, uh, but he did then go up to P19 because of Lance Stroll. So uh, Logan Sargent qualified 20th, got a 10 place grid penalty and started 19th. Yuki Sonoda got sent to the back of the grid because of um, uh, engine changes. I think he qualified 15th, got sent to the back of the grid and started P18. And then Lando Norris, who qualified 19th, then goes up to P17. I hope you're all following. Uh, Alonso was noted for speeding in the pit lane before the race even started. I don't know if that got caught on the microphone then, but it sounds like every plate in my kitchen just exploded. So that's a fun one for me to go check out once I'm done here. Yeah, Alonso got noted for speeding in the pit lane before the start of the race. Uh, he got a hundred euro fine for this, and I'm sure I'm. You know what? On the list of things that Fernando Alonso is annoyed about today, I don't think that fine makes the top a hundred. Um, Piastri on his way to the grid had some paper stuck in the floor, so that was fun. They got rid of that. Then we go to the intro. We're not even at the race yet, the intro. And there was they didn't have the Mexican special intro. The lovely uh, Mexican uh, music they play. They didn't play it over the intro. Then they realised, oh no, we haven't played our special Mexican intro. So they played the Mexican intro over the graphics for the starting grid. Not good enough, F1. Make it up to us for Brazil, play the Mexican special intro. So, now we can actually go to the start of the race. We're only nearly four minutes into the video. Ferrari are on the front row with Verstappen in third place, Albon and Ocon on the hards, Norris on the softs, everyone else electing for the mediums. And as we go out to start the race, Max Verstappen has one of the, you know, he's always very good on the starts in 
Mexico. We saw in 2021, he went from third to first, round the outside. Here, he elects for something different. A gap opens up between the two Ferraris, and Max Verstappen goes, thank you very much, I'll go there, and just goes right down the middle. Unbelievable stuff. Like, you know, nine times out of ten, that leads to a massive crash, but somehow he pulls it off and gets through. Sainz drops back a bit, and it's Leclerc and Verstappen going into turn one, but along comes Sergio Perez, who sees a gap on the outside of Leclerc and tries to go round the outside of him. That's when the two of them have contact. Uh, Leclerc has a damaged front wing, but Sergio Perez, in his home race, after making what was quite a good start, is out of the race. Unbelievable stuff. You could hear the fans so disappointed. They loved Sergio Perez so much. And there was a clip, like on lap 30, of a father still consoling his son after 30 laps. And you could see how devastated Sergio was as well. He was able to get the car going again, but there was a huge hole in the side part of his car. And there was no point sending him out again. So he did retire the car from there. Personally... If you're going to point who's to blame, I'd say, honestly, it's a racing incident. It's one of those lap one racing incidents. If you want to point blame to one more than the other, you could point towards Sergio. But I think it's just one of those things that happen into turn one. And I think you shouldn't really blame either one of them, to be honest with you. Uh, At this point, Max is leading the way in the race. Virtual safety car comes out because Charles Leclerc... Uh, His front wing was damaged, but the end plate wasn't off. It was hanging on, much like we saw happen to Kevin Magnussen over and over and over again last year. Now, if this was last year, uh, they would have sent out the black and orange flag, also known as the meatball flag, to tell the clerk to come in and change the front wing. But after that happened to Magnussen like three times last year, I do believe that the FIA had just another look into this rule and thought, maybe we shouldn't be doing this so much and just let the guys deal with it themselves. So um, they didn't tell him to come in, and eventually that piece did fall off. This caused a virtual safety car because it fell off on the racing line into turn one. There was a brief uh, virtual safety car at the start of the race. After this, Lewis Hamilton is right on the gearbox of Daniel Ricciardo, who still remains in P4 at this time. But Hamilton was unable to get past. Ricciardo doing some fantastic defending against the car, which is far, far, far faster than he was. Yuki Tsunoda pits from the mediums to the hards on lap 10. Incredibly early for Yuki. But uh, it looked like they were trying to get undercut someone extremely early on, and it did work for a little bit. On lap 11... After five laps of trying, uh, Lewis Hamilton finally gets past Ricardo for P4. Yeah, Ricardo is doing a fantastic job. Lando Norris pits from the softs to the hards on lap 12, and Charles Leclerc is under investigation for driving in an unsafe condition. Now, as I sit here right now, that investigation has not been concluded and was told it'd be done after the race. Personally, if he gets a penalty for that, I think it's utterly, utterly ridiculous. Because, you know... He obviously showed he still had the pace. His car was not out of control. He had it all under control. The bit fell off. They did a virtual safety car. They picked it up. They moved it on. No one lost anything due to that. So if that gets a penalty, that's ridiculous. And I think he should be fine. Max Verstappen pits on lap 20, which I thought was incredibly early from the mediums to the hards. Now, at this point, 
I thought maybe he was going to go and try and do a two-stop. As we go on throughout the race, you'll see things happen, which mean that the traditional strategies kind of went out the window. But it would have been interesting to see if this had been a one continuous race, what he would have done there, because he did go very, very early. At this point, though, Lewis Hamilton is on the back of Carlos Sainz, fighting him quite hard, uh, was not able to get past him. That's the thing about Lewis today. Lewis had a lot of pace and was consistently quick, but always struggled to overtake. If it was against uh, Ricardo or Sainz, uh, or even Leclerc. Leclerc he got later on, I think, due to the restart. But on wheel-to-wheel on-track racing, Hamilton struggling a lot throughout this entire race. So he struggled against Sainz, and he pits on lap 25 to attempt a undercut. At this point, I thought Ferrari would respond by just pitting Sainz straight away, but they don't. They say that they're... Um, confident within their strategy and they'll keep to it a lot of people questioning this decision as it is a ferrari strategy but i do think it was quite a good idea you know have confidence in your strategy and you stick to it if it had been a normal race i think we could have seen science come back at the end but as we carry on we'll see why that maybe didn't happen we have a few pit stops here then on lap 26 it was piastri in for the hards he had a very slow stop russell pits on lap 27 for the hards it was the hards for ricardo on lap 28 hards for science on lap 31 so it was about six or seven laps after hamilton then the clear is last to pit on lap 32 but ferrari uh, using the magical power of hindsight if they had a time machine are probably wishing they'd waited a couple laps more because on lap 33 Kevin Magnussen has a huge crash it looks like uh, the rear suspension just went out on him he was just going over the curb lost it entirely spun into a wall the entire back end was destroyed there and the car was on fire briefly Magnussen looked a bit shook up as he came out of the car uh, I think he is okay. I haven't heard anything else as we sit here right now, but hopefully he is okay. Uh, this does bring out the safety car. Max Verstappen was about 20 seconds ahead of Charles Leclerc at this point, so um, takes a free pit stop to the hards, which is the a sensible decision to make for uh, the Red Bull crew there because they're not going to lose anything at all no matter what happens. Uh, Lando Norris pits also though and he does lose a couple positions he did not have the gap that Max did so Lando loses a couple positions and as Lando comes out of the pits the race is red flagged uh, the uh, barrier was damaged as well as just the car as well was in such a condition that they needed to get other vehicles on there to get rid of it because it was not in a good way whatsoever so the red flag was the right decision and there'll be people who are like oh well i knew it was a red flag right away why didn't we red flag it right away but i think having the safety car come out in order to assess everything and then going to the red flag i think is the better idea rather than just red flagging it then maybe discovering we didn't need the red flag so i think this is the right way to go if ferrari had waited a couple more laps to pit and they could have just changed their tyres underneath the red flag, would have had track position, and would have done this entire race without pitting once. So that's the downside for Ferrari. The upside was, though, they could change Leclerc's front wing. They did not change it in the pit stop, because he still had good pace, and they would have lost a lot of time if he had pitted and changed the front wing. So they didn't change it in the pit stop, but they can change it now. <coughs> now all the guys on the right hand side of the grid so all the guys who were in even number positions so second fourth sixth eighth and so on they were at a tremendous disadvantage at this point because that's where all the marbles were getting thrown off the racing lines on the left 
and the dirty side of the track was on the right. So all the guys on the right-hand side of the track had a hell of a lot less grip for the restart. And as we go on to the restart, it was Hamilton, Piastri, Russell, Hulkenberg, Norris, Albon, Ocon and Sargent, all on the mediums, everyone else on the restart. As we start again, Max Verstappen gets a fantastic uh, go pull away from there. Uh, Hamilton, though, is all over Leclerc. Leclerc on that dirty side of the track, on the hards compared to the mediums of Lewis Hamilton. So Lewis not only has the grippier side of the track, but the grippier and faster tyres as well. So he's all over him and does get past him for P2 pretty much straight away. That was on lap... Um, well, no, it wasn't straight away, was it? It was on lap 40. So it took him a few laps again, despite having the advantages... But yeah, Lewis has had great pace, but maybe the McLaren, not McLaren, sorry, Lewis no longer drives from McLaren, it is not 2012. Um, maybe the Mercedes, lacking that one thing it needs to do overtakes, but it's better, much better in the clean air than it is in the dirty air. We saw both Hamilton and Russell, when they were behind guys in this race, having to pull out and get that clean air rather than get stuck behind and uh, seemingly overheat the tyres and overheat the car. Uh, Lando Norris, well, it was an interesting few laps for Lando, because he pitted and lost two positions, and then he had an awful start on the restart, and lost about four positions. So he lost six places through bad decisions strategy-wise, and bad starts. So, you know, Lando had a fantastic race this weekend um i'll just cut to the chase here he had a fantastic race but what i would say is yes he made lots of positions up but he should not have been qualifying as low as he did that's a mistake on him and also he could have finished this race so much higher if not for that choice to pit and if not for that awful restart so (coughs) we'll have the driver ratings tomorrow on the channel so subscribe for that and i will be giving lando a very high score but it won't be a perfect score uh spoiler alert here because i do think he made some mistakes and as much as i really like lando and i think he's fantastic and i think he's one of those drivers that is going to be around for a long time and will go on to win many races i think also what separates a guy like Lando from being in the same category you would put the likes of a Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso, is those guys would not make these mistakes. Those guys, if you have a car that is good enough for, what did Piastri qualify in the end? Was he like 7th or 8th? If that car is good enough for that, I don't think those guys would make those same mistakes and qualify that low. And I don't think they would have this bad kind of restart and get lose the four places. I know you have your one-off races where you make mistakes and stuff, but there was quite a few mistakes quite a few mistakes for Lando within this race, despite everything else of him being on fire absolutely brilliant. Right, back to the race, though. Oh, my goodness, everyone. It's our favourite segment. It's Snitch Watch, our segment of the day when we report on who's snitching on who. And at this point, it was Russell on science for moving under braking. Further back, Yuki and Piastri start their little battle for P6. Yuki Tsunoda had a fantastic race as well. Much like Lando uh, was in a car which should have been much higher, 
Uh, but unlike Lando, it wasn't Yuki's fault that he was much lower. That was due to grid penalties, but made his way through the grid very well. Had that early pit stop, massively benefited for him. And then he was able to change his tyres under red flag as well and keep the position he had retained there. So overall, some good stuff for Yuki up until this point. On lap 48, Alonso, who I think was... 17th or 18th and had been 17th or 18th all race retires the car he says that the car was there was something wrong with it but this very much reminds me of alonso's mclaren days the later mclaren days where the car was just awful and he'd be driving around uh in out of the points and he'd just go oh guys there's an issue with the car and the guys would go we can't see any issue, Fernando. What, what's the issue? He goes, oh, the guys, I feel an issue. I'm going to have to retire the car. Yes, because he can't. He's not here to drive around in 17th. And the story of Aston this year will be studied forever, I think. How you can take a car which is far and away the second best car on the grid by the end of the race, by the end of the season, sorry. You could argue this weekend, or you could make a very, very, very solid argument that the Aston Martin was the worst car this weekend. Because everyone else was good. I mean, you had... Who else could you argue had a bad race? I mean, Haas, maybe, but Hulkenberg was driving in the points for the majority of the race. Williams scored points. Alpha Tauri scored points. Aston, far and away, the worst team on the grid this weekend. And that is shocking when you think of how they started the year. Um, as we go into lap 49, though, Yuki Tsunoda hits Oscar Piastri. Yuki going for the overtake around the outside into turn one, and yes, moves across far too early and clips him there, spins off. Yuki Tsunoda, who started the race P18, had got himself up to P8, and then went right back down to P17, which was devastating for Yuki because he'd been very good up until that point. Uh, Piastri, at this point, has got damage on his car, I don't actually think this was the first time Yuki and Piastri had a little tap as well. I think they had before. So Piastri with quite a bit of floor damage at this point. A hell of a lot slower than Lando Norris. So he lets Lando through for P7 on lap 56. So Lando can try and uh, hunt down George Russell. Oh my goodness everyone. It's time for Snitch Watch again. And it's this time it's Logan Sargent who's snitching on Lance Stroll. For once again... Moving under braking. And to be fair to him, Stroll was moving under braking. Right. Uh, Norris gets past Ricardo on lap 60 for P6. But Ricardo did not make it easy on him whatsoever. Properly getting his elbows out. Uh, for me, Ricardo was driver of the day this weekend. To have that Alpha Tauri qualifying position he did. To consistently stay in those upper positions. To be fighting like this against cars much faster than him. This, you know... I said um, a couple of weeks ago on the news video talking about uh, Perez's alleged retirement. I was like, what is it that you've seen from Ricardo this year that tells you that he should be in that Red Bull? And up until today, I would stand by that saying I hadn't really seen anything from Ricardo in the brief race appearances that he'd made this year to say he would be good enough to be in the Red Bull. My God, this race, I've turned my opinion 100%. Ricardo, his performance this weekend has been exceptionally good really fantastic but Norris does get past him for p6 and then Norris is chasing down George Russell and on lap 67 he gets past him for p5 with an absolutely fantastic move uh, goes down the second DRS straight gets Russell to get his car offline really just messes up through that little chicane 
pulls alongside him into uh, turn seven, is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, turn six, where you don't really see much overtaking unless you're playing the F1 video game. Really gets him through there. Fantastic stuff from Lando Norris. Um, further down the grid, Stroll tries to overtake Bottas in the stadium section of the track, and Bottas goes, no thank you, and just hits him. Uh, Stroll retires the car from this because he was last anyway, and there's only a few laps left to go. And as we cross the line for the final time of the, of the day, Max Verstappen wins, setting a new F1 record for most wins in a year. The previous record was held by Max Verstappen, 15 wins in the year. New record is held by Max Verstappen, 16 wins on the year for Max Verstappen. Tremendous achievement there for him. He's also got his new little streak of wins in a row. He's on four at the minute, so he's only six off his own record. In second place was Lewis Hamilton. For the third year in a row, we have a Max and Lewis 1-2 for the Mexican Grand Prix. Lewis also gets the fastest lap on the final lap. Leclerc comes third to a lot of boos from the Mexican fans. Not happy about what happened on lap one, even though it wasn't Leclerc's fault. Sainz brings it home in fourth. Good result for Sainz, but once again, is just in a kind of little world of his own. He has been for the last few races as Sainz, just kind of driving around by himself and finishes in a good position. Lando Norris, fantastic race for him uh, in P5. You know, if it wasn't for that bad restart, if it wasn't for that pit stop he didn't necessarily need, I don't see why he, he would have beaten Sainz. For, I'm 100% sure he would have beaten Sainz. And who knows, maybe he could have got onto the back of the clear. He had the pace. George Russell in sixth. Yet again, a lot like last weekend in uh, Texas, where Lewis has a hell of a lot of pace, and just George doesn't. He just wasn't there. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo finishes in seventh. Amazing result for him. A couple more laps, and he would have beaten Russell as well, because he was right on the back of him at the end there. Piastri finishes with in eighth place. Good result, considering the damage that he had. Albon points again for the Williams in ninth. Then it was Ocon who took the final points position in 10th place. Gasly just behind him in P11. Now, Sargent was 12th. And I was, I've written something down here. I thought that's quite funny because last week he finished 12th. This week he finished 12th. Last week, two people DNF'd. He got his points. I was like, there you go. He's going to do it again. He finishes 12th. There'll be two people who get disqualified. He'll get points again. But... Williams decides to retire the car on the final lap, so I don't know why. So they're taking the checkered flag, going round and just finishing the race, he just pulls into the pits. So that was a bit strange. Apparently there was a fuel issue. So, you know, why not just take the flag and pull over? Like, if you get disqualified, it's fine, because you're not in the points anyway. I don't understand, but there you go. Yuki Tsunoda had to settle for 12th place. Uh, very disappointing for him. A lot, His race was a lot better than 12th, but that one mistake against Piastri and it free or free away. I mean, you know, he went down to 17th on lap 56 and came back to 12th. So, you know, yet again, he just, it was very good despite his actual result. Hulkenberg was 13th. Now, Hulkenberg was like P10 for the majority of the race. Then, uh, you know, the Haas on the tyres is a lot better since the upgrades, but still not great. And on the last, like, 10 laps, I think he lost four places because the tyres were just gone. Uh, Bottas was 14th. He was under investigation for hitting Stroll, but apparently he's not getting a penalty for that. So, 
that's an interesting one. Uh, so Bottas will finish 14th. Then Joe was 15th and the last of the people who finished the race. As I said, it was a DNF for Sargent, then it was a DNF for Stroll, DNF for Alonso, DNF for Magnussen, and a DNF for Sergio Perez. There you go. So, overall, I thought that was it was a fun one. It was one of those ones we had to wait a little bit for the fun, but once the fun arrived, we had a lot of fun, you know. A uh, couple safety cars, red flags, some good overtakes, some really nice battles. There was something for everyone here this weekend and hopefully Leclerc won't get a penalty because if say if he has a five second penalty Sainz was only four seconds behind him so that would promote Sainz to that uh, podium position there so one to watch but I think he should be fine if he gets a 10 second penalty uh, that, yeah if he gets a 10 second penalty Norris won't be promoted because Norris is 10.1 seconds behind him. So he'd need a 15-second penalty for Norris to be promoted to fourth. So I'm sure it'd be fine. Unless they say, wow, you should have taken a 20-second penalty because 20 seconds is a pit stop and you should have made a pit stop. Then who knows what would happen. But I'm sure everything will be fine with Leclerc fans. Nothing goes wrong for Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari. There you go. That was the race. Tomorrow, we'll discuss who our winners and losers are of the weekend in the driver ratings. So make sure you subscribe for that one. And then we're back next weekend. This triple header, it's killing me. Next weekend, back on the sprint races in Brazil. I can't wait. Until then, have a good one. Goodbye.